0: The following is a special Encore presentation of Mance and Mitchell. Gary, Suzanne, and guests will be back in the studio again next Saturday at 10 a.m., so be sure to join us then for another edition of Mance and Mitchell right here on Alternative Talk 1150. The following audio is via a Skype call. It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy weekend. I'm Gary Manson. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour and glad to have you with us. Glad to have Michael Roberge aboard. Of course, most people simply refer to him as the dude. dude. Mike, how are you doing today? Very well, you guys. And uh, top of the morning to you. How's your world going on? Well, mine was going okay as of yesterday. I told Suzanne that I had no intentions of listening to any Italian broadcast, you know, be Italian, <laughs> wants this with all the Italians? They can keep their Italian broadcast. And then this morning I woke up and all of a sudden Suzanne heard, Ah! 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 So- sounds think? dramatic. Yes, movie fans will get it. Suzanne's look at me. No, I don't get you it. You don't get it. No, the horse in the, the horse's head oh, in the I bed. See. You I know, see. you don't yeah, cross Godfather. them. Godfather. All right, well yeah. that's okay. capiche. Okay. So you better listen to the Italian radio <laughs> show. That's all I. can and say. And we welcome them aboard. That sounds like a lot of fun. And KKNW, by the way, Mike, you've noticed this as many years as you've been there. It is a place to go for some excellent ethnic broadcasting because there are various populations to be served in the Puget Sound area. Yeah, lots of voices. This is uh, lots of uh, cultural representation. It's part of the uh, part of the flavor here at the station and really appreciate that. Hope everybody else does, too. And they're really not. As a very, as inter-
1: yeah, a very international <laughs> city. And you have those on both coasts.
0: Well, that's absolutely true. Between New York true. and
1: Seattle. We, yeah.
0: we have Scandinavian. that's the longest, the Scandinavian hour, right. longest continuously running broadcast in western Washington. Bar none. 1959. Oh, my wow. gosh! So they're uh, on their 60th. Anniversary Isn't that something? Uh, we have a ways to go, Suzanne. We
1: do. We're in our 12th year. We will celebrate 12 years exactly in March of, of 2019.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. Wow, time we, flies. We've been
1: bringing fascinating talk to the airwaves since 2007, and we got a fascinating one today, too. That's
0: right. Why break our string of fascinating broadcasts? <laughs> We are very happy today, and thank you, Mike Is always glad to have the dude with us. They're masterminding all the technology. We today are delighted to bring back once again. It seems like it's been a little while.
1: Uh, well, we were actually in studio with this guest uh, in 2017, two years ago. And you know, oftentimes we interview people, and we never see them in person. And this is a gentleman who we have met in person on more than one occasion. So it's a radio friend who has become a friend.
0: That's true and yeah. we're very fortunate whenever we can make a friend on air do some good work together and then actually make their acquaintance face right. to face it's right. been a real joy getting to know dr adrian finkelstein especially such a distinguished gentleman Absolutely. this one and
1: we are very fortunate to know him dr adrian finkelstein is a graduate of the prestigious menninger school of psychiatry board-certified psychiatrist, former psychiatry professor at Chicago Medical School, University of Health Sciences, Rush University and School of Medicine, and UCLA, former chief of outpatient department of psychiatry at Mount Sinai Medical Center in Chicago and winner of two national distinguished awards from two national medical institutions the Central Neuropsychiatric Association, and the Menninger School of Psychiatry for his outstanding and groundbreaking research work on mind over matter. He is a spiritual healer, teacher, author, researcher, speaker, and world-class expert in past-life regression therapy. He has appeared on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and has been featured on the front page of the Los Angeles Times, Chicago Tribune, New York Daily News, Boston Globe, Sunday Telegraph, and too many other publications to name here. We have been on air 12 years, and strangely enough, this is Dr. Finkelstein's 12th visit with us. Dr. Finkelstein, Adrian, how are you today, sir?
2: Well, I'm very good, and uh, I'm uh, very flattered to hear everything that... uh uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, it's not me, but uh, you think it's me. But anyway, um, I'm still looking for myself to find myself. So you're helping me.
1: Okay. Well, you have quite thank a thank I'm honored
2: past. to be in your show. Not yes. less than uh, you uh, praise me for being in it. And uh, I, uh, I think that uh, I would leave it up to you. What you want to question?
1: Well, I know exactly what I want to say, and I'm going to tell you why. You have a very, very distinguished um, past, a very distinguished uh, um, education, and a very, very interesting life. And I was describing you to somebody this week, and what occurred to me is that When we got you on air today, I wanted to ask you with all of this medical school, psychiatric schooling, psychiatric teaching and all the involvement that you've had over a lifetime. The thing that I was not completely clear about was at what point you became very interested in past life regression. What was the triggering mechanism where you said, I need to look into this further. I need to research this further. Tell us that story, Adrian.
2: Well, it was um, some time ago. um, It was in, uh, to be precise, probably 1967, that I was very interested in... um, of psychic phenomena, paranormal phenomena, after I had a personal experience. And that experience was um, waking up in the morning, uh, uh, not completely. I was uh, in a twilight state. And I could see myself uh, like in another life at another time, as a healer, as a doctor, taking care of the sick. And uh, the sick was, um, uh, you know, my, my center of attention. I, I cared very much for these people. And uh, uh, I, all of a sudden, after I witnessed a few uh, ministrations uh, of me as a physician to my patients, uh, uh, I saw this glow of brilliant uh, orange light that unveiled me and the patients and uh, my vision uh, disappear. Uh, when I came out of it, I felt goosebumps. Uh, and I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I'm a scientist. Uh, I studied all my life to help people, but uh, in a so-called scientific uh, manner. And here I am and I'm faced with something that I don't know how to explain to my uh, (laughs) peers uh, because they will uh, discard me immediately. Uh, uh, You know, I'm a psychiatrist, but uh, uh, they would have probably uh, pointed out to me as a crazy one. Uh, So I, I really kept it for myself for a very long time.
0: You kept it to yourself for a very long time, Adrian. You told me that before. We've talked personally about this. And I think our listeners would be very interested in knowing at what point, and maybe this came from some work with certain of your patients, the point where you decided, I'm going to go ahead and go out, as they say, on that skinny branch and employ the techniques of past life regression using the power of hypnosis that you learned as a psychiatrist, what what happened when that put you on this path that is so at odds with mainstream medicine and yet is so intriguing to many people, including physicians and psychiatrists, particularly, and psychologists? There had to be yeah, a case or Yeah,
2: it was about the year 19... 19- Seventy-seven. when um, I, uh, in the hospital where I worked as a psychiatrist uh, uh, at the time, uh, I uh, encountered uh, a young lady, a uh, uh, beautiful blue eyes blonde lady that uh, was in uh, very big trouble. She uh, attempted... Uh, to kill herself uh, with an overdose of those pills. So that, uh, that wasn't the first time, but uh, it was probably the fifth time that uh, she did it, uh, and uh, and uh, she was saved, uh, uh, you know. But uh, I was very worried that uh, she will succeed one day and uh, do away with herself. So uh, at that point. Uh, knowing about uh, what I've just said, that there there is another realm there that uh, we uh, may not uh, grasp it uh, physically, still influences us quite a bit, like mind over matter, as you pointed out before, and uh, and that uh, was my center of uh, work in uh, all my life. So so I decided to... um, uh, talk with her and uh, uh, see if it's possible uh, that she would submit herself to hypnosis. Because I have to just say in parentheses that I've been practicing hypnosis for quite uh, a while. Uh, and by that time, you know, it was uh, in 1966 or 67 that I uh, was in <coughs> taught. Uh, Uh, trained in hypnosis uh, at at Tel Aviv Hospital in Tel Aviv, Israel. So uh, I practiced it, uh, but not for past life regression. So I said, let's do this. And uh, I uh, asked her if she would submit herself to a session of past life regression to find out if there is a reason in her past that we didn't discover in this life, which we didn't, by the way. Uh, that could be responsible for her uh, suicidal attempts and her uh, deep depression. So, so that's the way it started. and uh, uh, to my uh, uh, surprise, you know <clears throat> she revealed to me that uh, she lived another life. and uh, I don't want to repeat, this is a story I, I told you before about. I uh, want just to briefly answer your question when it started, but uh, to make it short, in a nutshell, uh, and to remind you and maybe some listeners, uh, this uh, <clears throat> uh, this young lady, uh, uh, after our therapy with hypnosis and past life regression, uh, relinquished her uh, uh, impulse to kill herself. Uh, he realize that um, uh, this is just a temporary solution, uh, I mean, a, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And uh, and uh, that it's worthwhile living. Um, uh, it happened to her in the past, she wasn't loved. And we come back to this uh, theme of love, because that's, uh, this, you know, <laughs> basically the main theme of my life, of my work, love. L O B. So, uh, love saved her, and uh, she became a very uh, successful uh, young lady. She uh, went and studied to one of the universities. She graduated. She was very grateful to me even after eight years, calling me for to wish me a merry Christmas and happy New Year's, and to thank me that I saved her life, which I didn't feel I did, but. <laughs>
0: Uh, God almighty did. Yes, you showed her another way.
1: You know, Adrian, we have um, asked the question before of other people who practice hypnosis, what the value of that is, because we're trying to understand it ourselves, and also, um, you know, have our our listeners look at that as a possibility for their lives. And I like that you said that she relinquished her desire to kill herself because I think that is one of the ways in which a past life regression or hypnosis can heal somebody is that they can be in touch with something that was going on in another lifetime and perhaps release it and not carry it forward in this lifetime, and so when you said she relinquished her desire, and and I think if I'm understanding you correctly, that desire was relinquished by bringing it forward from the past and being able to look at it. Would you say that was accurate?
2: Yeah, yeah, she uh, <clears throat> she relieved. Uh... Uh, it was like systematic desensitization psychologically because uh, she released, uh, uh, you know, uh, pent-up emotions from the past that uh, she never did, and uh, now it was the occasion to do it and uh, to uh, see it not just intellectually, as we talk now, but uh, in an emotional fashion to, to experience it, and that is what the healer is, not the rational it's the, uh, the emotional insight. So uh, this is what she got. And uh, we repeated uh, uh, through the process uh, quite a bit uh, uh, whatever she went through So until she became desensitized to it. And she saw how that life is worthwhile living and loving. And, uh, and this is uh, a process that took some time, but... Uh, uh, you know, every individual responds sooner or later to this. And uh, uh, and I can mention here that uh, not everyone can be helped unless they are motivated. She was motivated.
1: And it kind of begs the question that you are stating, but it would seem to me in having that emotional release, letting go of the the emotional problem that was at hand, in this case a depression, I would think that uh, one of the big values is that you come out of it eventually feeling happier about your life.
2: Well, yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not the inventor of this. Uh, Freud uh, did it for this life. Uh, He didn't uh, dwell into other lives, but uh, he uh, used... uh, Emotional reaction to heal his uh, classic cases, uh, especially uh, Anna, uh, the case with hysteria, uh, and uh, that was one of the cases, uh, or the rat man, the obsessive compulsive. Uh, so I, I, I suppose the uh, the same thing happened with the third case, uh, that was the case of paranoia. So I have, what I'm saying is. Uh, I I was called a pioneer in doing this kind of work and uh, many more other techniques uh, to uh, reveal past lives and to make them accessible to individuals to to heal themselves and uh, uh, and to discover love. First of all, love for themselves and then spread it to the world.
0: I'd like you to say a bit about this term abreaction and how all of what you do fits into a Freudian construction, Adrian, because what I've heard about psychiatry for many, many years, decades, in fact, is that Essentially, psychiatry relies on the Freudian construction of human mentality, of human consciousness and subconsciousness, but there are other ways to look at it. I would think that would create a lot of controversy in your field, particularly with what you do.
2: Yeah, obviously Freud uh, was an atheist, uh, but you take out of uh, God's universe uh, what is good, beautiful, and positive. And this is uh, what I uh, attempted, uh, and I'm uh, very keen practicing all my life, to to take uh, the good from everything and uh, to put it to practice for uh, to be useful. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, we're talking here about the superconscious, uh, which obviously... Uh, <laughs> Troy didn't uh, dig into. But once he was asked by Binswanger uh, when he was 80 year old or something around there, uh, what would you do uh, if you live again? And his answer was, well, uh, in this life I, left, I lived in the, uh, you know, subterranean Uh, part of the mind, but in the next one, I look to live at the upper level.
1: What I'm understanding you to say, Adrian, is that he said that he was living his life in the subterranean part of his mind, and he wanted to live it at a at a perhaps a more spiritual level. I was exactly. I was I was very uh, curious about something that you said earlier, because of an experience that Gary and I had on Thursday. I noticed in your biography that um, you know one of the things, and, and your healing work is definitely definitely coming through your psychiatry work. But I'm wondering if and the hypnosis and the past life regression therapy. And what Gary and I were hearing about on Thursday night from a spiritual healer was about this color orange, that, that uh, there is an orange light which comes from the higher consciousness and assists in the healing process Uh, when you are doing a spiritual healing on somebody. And when you said there was this orange light around you and also around the other person, that really caught my ear. And so I'm, I'm curious if in your practice that has ever occurred other than that one time where you saw the color so vividly.
2: Well, not, not that. I had another experience uh, one that day many, many years ago in the beginning of my search. Um, my question. Uh, I was waking up in the morning, and again, I was in a twilight state, and guess what? I see um, a lady in her 60s, uh, very nice, smiling at me, uh, you know, uh, full-bodied, uh, like a mother figure, but uh, she is holding my hand, and uh, believe it or not, my friends, I felt the hand I've never in my life did, and since then never did. And I felt the hand holding my hand, and she said, uh, "You know, never worry." Never fear. That's what I heard. I will always save your ducks. And immediately flushed in my mind at what she means, that uh, she will guide me to God's power. And not just me, but anyone that comes in contact with me, especially my patients, obviously my family, my friends. So that's basically another experience. It's not orange necessarily. Uh, it's a color of the spectrum, but uh, uh, I wouldn't get hooked too much on colors. I would uh, rather uh, look at the essence of things, go deep, deep. Maybe that's my scorpion nature that likes always to go deep, deep undercover, cover. <laughs> and to look uh, at uh, what is the bottom line, what is the truth. The truth will set you free not a color, and not uh, an experience. Uh, What is the bottom line? What is the truth? And the truth has a way to surface, like oil on the water, as I said it so many times, and I heard it before that. I'm I'm a teacher, but I'm a learner, too. So throughout lifetimes, cells renew constantly. We reincarnate every moment to do better. (laughs) to learn and teach more love. How we do it, that's irrelevant. As Einstein said, you know, there's God, and the rest is detail. And I'm saying love is the second name of God, and the rest is detail. So I, in my life, I concentrate very much on that notion. It doesn't matter reincarnation or not hypnosis or not, technicalities, they are, they matter, yes, but but what is the most important is the depth, is the bottom line, you know. And this is what, uh, uh, you know, like love, love heals. Hate is self slayer Love is a the self-healer. Therefore, love, that's my advice. I see it all over throughout the years, throughout decades, of my work, and I ask people to also be joyful, to look at that positive, at the laughter, because laughter is healthy. As I I, I put on my Facebook lately, laughter is healthy. Breathe in, laugh out, and repeat. So anyway, I don't know if I'm answering your question with so many things, but um, basically, what I want to say is that uh, we I'm looking for the truth. And truth is always, you know, has always a way to surface like oil on the water. And it depends. Sometimes orange is very important because orange uh, is a very lively color, but it's a spiritual color. So to come back to your original question, Freud and me and my peers and all sorts of things. Well, my peers are coming around a little bit because they invited me on. Uh, two occasions already at Cedar sinai Medical Center to talk about the subject of reincarnation, to give demonstrations of past-life aggression in front of hundreds of people, doctors there, and uh, except one of them that uh, was very, uh, very uh, <laughs> uh, skeptic. Uh, even if there were other skeptics, uh, they didn't talk, but he talked <laughs> loudly and he made... Uh, you know other people jumped on him but anyway uh i didn't mean that god bless him but uh, you know when you're ready a teacher will appear they say
0: dr adrian finkelstein is our honored guest and he's a good friend of ours i'm proud to say we take one break in our hour so far this year or maybe all year we'll see how that works the halftime break we call it and on the other side of that break We'll hear from Dr. Adrian about how you can get his books. He has several, and how you can be in regular contact with them. if this subject of past-life therapy, reincarnation generally, and regression work appeals to you. Give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are tuned into Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Every winter, up to 20 million tons of salt are applied to U.S. roads. Road salt can keep drivers safe. But when too much salt is applied on roads, it can pollute streams, kill fish, and increase salt levels in our drinking water. The good news is we can protect water quality and keep drivers safe. You can help. Join the Isaac Walton League's Winter Salt Watch to receive a free stream test kit, then simply dip the test strip in your stream to measure the salt level. Use your smartphone to share your results on the Winter Salt Watch map. If the salt levels in your stream are too high, the Isaac Walton Lake and Shareway's other communities are reducing salt usage. Ask for your free test kit today. To get yours, go to saltwatch.org. That's saltwatch.org. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. The following audio is via a Skype call.
1: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Dr. Adrian Finkelstein. Um, Dr. Finkelstein, this is the time in the program where we want to make sure that people know about your books and about your website and where they can get in touch with you. We have a small library of Dr. Finkelstein books, and I say small because I, I think you have written quite a few books. One of them is on the topic that we've been talking about today. The title is Your Past Lives and the Healing Process. A Psychiatrist Looks at Reincarnation and Spiritual Healing. This originally came out in 1985. The version that we have is perhaps the third or fourth printing of that book. So I know your books have been translated into multiple languages and that you have quite a few. But if people would like to see a list of all of the books that you've authored or find you on your website, where is the best place for them to do that?
2: the ones that are available right now, because there are some unpublished too, but the ones available would be on Amazon. And, okay. Uh, that's the, you know, you look for my name, Adrian Finkelstein, you'll find them. Uh, my uh, website, uh, it's uh, adrianfinkelstein.com, very easy. And uh, I uh, put a lot of uh, posts there on uh, my Facebook page. Uh, and uh, my Facebook is uh, 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 facebook dot com, and, uh, and it's my name uh, with a one in the end. one.
1: And okay, right. I'm gonna. I want to get that out there so everybody can make sure they can find you easily. Dr. Adrian Finkelstein is A D R I A N Adrian, and Finkelstein is F I N K E L S T E I N M D.
0: You were lucky, Adrian, that AdrianFinkelstein.com was available.
1: Right, and there's a one in there, Finkelstein (laughs) one All right, thank you. So very good. We want to make sure that people can connect with you because your writing is excellent, your ideas are excellent, and uh, you know I want to make sure that we make that available to people. You have been in on the front page of so many newspapers, and you have been on television many, many times talking about uh, your ideas. And uh, I I just want to make sure people can find you if they would like to do that.
2: And I was in your show so many times. Thank you.
0: Twelve times.
1: Twelve times in 12 years.
0: I was on your website again. (laughs) Suzanne, I don't know if you're aware, but you go to the homepage of Adrian Finkelstein. One dot com. and what do you see? All these links to previous shows, his appearances Excellent. on our show, we're quite flattered. Yes, <laughs> we great. are.
1: Yes, we are, and we enjoy talking with you and finding out about this. And and in the title of your book, that and I know it's it's old now. Your past lives and the healing process is what it is that we're talking about today. Is that how that that healing process? can really be uh, enhanced with knowing perhaps one of your past lives or more than one of your past lives and how that can kind of clear things up for you in this life to make this life better. And that's just one of the things that Gary and I are interested in is how do we make this life better? And it, it seems as though you can make that connection to another life and say, oh, yes, now I see why I am this way. One of the things that always intrigues me, and I, and I know this intrigues you, is when you have somebody with multiple lives who has something physical that they have carried forward. It might be a, a, might be a scar. It might be something about them. And in your looking at past lives and all your research about it, one of the ways that we have talked about where you can uh, help determine if what the person uh, may be thinking or, or feeling or claiming is actually true is you, there is actually an, an, a measurement which is used somewhat by the FBI to determine where a person's eyes are placed and and I find that very fascinating that that can help actually create a scientific background for someone's past life
2: yes uh, that uh, that's true and uh, I uh, use different techniques to uh, prove uh, uh, as much as possible that uh, uh, the veracity, the, the veracity of, uh, of uh, these past lives uh, through, uh, as you said, uh, FBI facial recognition or eye, iris recognition uh, or uh, uh, just uh, different other uh, mechanisms, but uh, uh, obviously it's not just the face, but different parts of the body, the, the form of the body, the uh I, I mean, the personality traits, uh, every, everything contributes to the whole picture and uh, makes the whole picture. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, I have used uh, many, many uh, uh, clues, even astrological clues or astronomical clues. Like, for instance, uh, <laughs> there's somebody in my family that I don't mention the name right now, but uh, uh, I, uh, I was surprised to see that she resembles somebody else, an elderly person uh, in, the, in our family that uh, passed away long ago. And uh, she has the same uh, uh, em- emotional and uh, intellectual characteristics that uh, as well as the physical, uh, uh, you know, the FBI facial recognition seems to be the same. Uh, And uh, uh, what I used, as I said before, is the astronomical or astrological, uh, you know, information. There is a chart of astronomical information that goes back uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to the B.C. era, and uh, I found out that most of both of them, this is one of my discoveries that I didn't find anywhere, that about 70 to 80 percent of correlation exists between people that uh, uh, would prove a match of reincarnation in this life and the past life. And that, that is the Nord Moon node. A normal node in these two individuals in my family, uh, one that passed away and one alive, uh, is the same. Uh, it's Pisces. So <laughs> I'm giving you an example, but I have hundreds right. examples like that from my work. But this is uh, really close to home. <laughs> so uh, that's a chance in 12, yeah, because there are 12 signs right. yeah, in the sky, right? Uh, from Aries to to Pisces. So uh, both of them, in spite of being born in different eras, different uh, times, they have the same uh, life experience. Sometimes they have the opposite of Pisces, which is Virgo. And they have to learn to compensate for what they learned before. Because we come here to learn all the time to compensate to continue whatever we didn't uh, finish, and uh, sometimes, unfortunately, to pay karma, uh, you know, uh, as uh, consequences. So the three three big seeds. it's consequences, continuation, and compensation. So, uh, but, uh, you know, these are some of the... Uh, uh, connections with the physical proofs uh, and, uh, and astrological or astronomical because it's an astronomical note, not even astrology, you know. So I guess uh, to, to touch very uh, mildly on that because we don't have much time. But what I, I wanted to tell you, if you give me the chance, a very interesting uh uh, thing that happened to me uh, just a couple of days ago. I oh, please share. It was by with a relative. I don't want to say, but uh, uh, we, who he or she is, <laughs> but uh, she doesn't believe in reincarnation. That's, that's silly. We have to be practical. I have to take care of business. I have to work. To be down to earth. And, uh, you know, I said, uh, fine, you know, I'm on the same page with you, but there is the other side of the page, and there is another side of the coin. (laughs) So uh, the coin is one. so we should learn. Anyway, uh, she called me to tell me something about uh, the words of God appearing in DNA in the Hebrew letters uh, Jehovah Uh, that the scientists at the Weizmann Institute uh, in Israel And we have to be open to that. Uh, And I reminded uh, her that long ago, and this is not coincidental, he is giving me this information because the day before, she contradicted me about reincarnations. I told her that uh, many years ago, I uh, woke up in the morning again. I usually do it when I wake up and I'm in the twilight. And uh, I get the formula of Einstein E equals MC square, which appears in my book, the psychiatrist uh, notebook. And I found out through the Hebrew numerology, E MC equals MC square, uh, results in nine equals nine, and nine in Hebrew uh, is like. Uh, Return, you know, even nine, and even the letter in Hebrew, tet, is like a nine. It's like a return. If you look at it, it looks like a, um, a rolling, rolling. In other words, in Hebrew we call it Gilgul, and in English it's translated reincarnation. So <laughs> so what I want to say that even in the formula of Einstein, uh, the meaning seems to be... Uh, you know, this points out how God regards Gilgul, in other words, reincarnation, so important in understanding our process of learning everything He, She created. Uh, I, I wrote about my discovery in my unpublished, uh, book, uh, but copyrighted book, <laughs> and this is a psychiatrist' notebook for people that are interested.
0: Is that something you plan to publish?
2: Well, it was already uh, copyrighted. I, I am planning to publish uh, these days because, uh, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I haven't thought about that now that you're telling me uh, you still my uh, interest to probably do it.
0: Good. Yes. I would think it would be a hot seller myself, particularly with your particular Uh, angle on it to to be pedestrian about it but i mean with your philosophy informing it i would think that would make for some fascinating reading adrian i did have a question for you suzanne were you going to make a okay i will go ahead i wanted to get this in while we still have about seven or eight minutes i'm curious adrian about what we do between lifetimes and i'll tell you why i have a particular instance in mind I was talking with someone who is well-practiced in metaphysics. They're not a psychiatrist, and they, they do have a ministerial degree. And this person and I were discussing a mutual acquaintance one time, and while getting, not getting into any details of their particular case, which would be unethical, what I can say is that I was told that this particular person, who is a mutual acquaintance, came into this world with unresolved anger. They came in angry and with any luck and some good solid counseling, they wouldn't go out as angry as they came in. And that's really as much as I knew about this particular person. And so I'm asking you, Adrian, psychiatrist that you are and past life therapist, if people come in angry or with whatever set of issues I'm always curious to know, between lifetimes, have you been able to glean anything as to what they're doing to work on their issues and develop their character, their soul, if you will, before they take on another body?
2: Yes, that's a very uh, uh, important uh, question. And, uh, you know, again, uh, anger is very much connected to something opposite to love uh, and uh, more to hate you know uh, you hate something you're angry about something it's something selfish uh, in kabbalistic terms and in my psychological understanding as a psychiatrist uh, you know anger is a selfish thing but uh, it's it's within the <laughs> uh, realm of normal because we all get angry sometimes that's okay It's just that uh, we have to uh, balance things, because the main uh, law of God's universe is balance. You will always find out, even in election, you find 51, 49. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, it's it's balance uh, between good and bad, and uh, we strive towards good, right? So uh, love teaches uh, life. Hate teaches death living bliss hate is a living suicide you know because eventually it comes back to us and even though we don't commit actual suicide it shortens our days and uh, I uh, as we go in my experience with the benefit of past life uh, regression and knowing your past lives is that you develop as uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Friedman Rivera a friend of mine wrote a book about that Uh, researching a lot of past life regression, is you develop uh, this uh, peace of mind, this inner peace and happiness. Like, I feel so happy. Talking with you now, I feel so happy. It's because, not because uh, I'm different than you or others, it's because uh, I went through 26 of my own lives, (laughs) but it doesn't mean I don't get angry sometimes. I'm a human. Uh, so did Moses, <laughs> and uh, so did Jesus. You know, when the, uh, these people were doing bad things. So, but it depends the degree, the balance. We have to be balanced in life, and to strive towards good. That's my answer to you, because it has to do with that. And there are so many problems in interpersonal relationships that uh, are connected to the same issue. And if you express Unconditional love, like I say, my unconditional love ultimately depends on none else but on my own divine being. So, this is what I have to do: is to learn love. And as I said before, and uh, I I want to remind you and the and people uh, that it's very very important to know. It's not you become a victim uh, by by being angry, by hating. Uh, Victim mentality kills, victor mentality immortalizes. And I think uh, something else that I want to say, and some of these things uh, you will find also on my Facebook, because I was thinking, they come to me usually in the morning in a twilight state. Uh, You know, so I I, I was saying that uh, uh, through lifetime, cells renew constantly. We reincarnate every moment to do better learn and teach
1: more love and love is Well, I like the fact that you talk about we're, we're reincarnating at every moment we think of these as very large events being born and then transitioning into the spirit realm we think of as as like the Alpha and Omega but if you look at your life as learning love no matter which side of the veil that you're on then there is that continuity and i was i was interested when you talked about the three c's earlier cosmic forces continuity and compensation those three things really um, caught my ear and the idea of continuity is not as though the next life is going to be so vastly different from this life necessarily unless we make changes in this life. Does that make sense?
2: Well, uh, in a way, but uh, we advance, uh, generally advance uh, uh, when we continue. is like going to school. You advance from the first grade to uh, uh, the 12th, and then you go to higher education and so forth. So what I'm saying, yeah, it's a continuation of mastering the same thing, but it's different in, in that sense that we advance.
0: I do like that we have the opportunity to do that. And as our moments are dwindling, I just like to mention, as I do every now and again, I don't see how you could become a Mozart without having been rather dedicated to music, the structure of music, the tonality and all the exquisiteness of music, lifetime after lifetime, the idea that someone could be born and start writing a concerto, finishing one at age five, and I think the first symphony Mozart wrote, he was seven, if I recall correctly, insanely prodigious. For someone to do that on the basis of DNA and in the course of a single lifetime seems more improbable to me than the notion of reincarnation. But that's just my opinion.
2: Well, your opinion is correct, because uh, as the... Uh Atul Ray, a very renowned uh, um, medium, uh, uh, was uh, entering a trance and uh, told me you know, about these 26 lives i passed through. Uh, and in, the, uh, in the, about half of them, uh, almost, I was a doctor. So, But, uh, you know, it's not that I'm uh, smart or anything. It's just that uh, you repeat things until you do it right. And uh, we all can. Everyone can.
0: Like In the that. last minute, Dr. Adrian Finkelstein, always a joy to have you with us. Please give us, our listeners, the titles of your books so that they can go out and get them. You've, you've written several. What are your hot sellers? Let everybody know.
2: Uh, well, uh, it uh, would be uh, By Love Reclaimed.
0: That's it's the link. Harlow
2: Returns to Clear Her Husband's Name. Uh, and then... Uh, Manly Morori returns, The Healing of a Soul, and my first book, as you mentioned, Your Past Lives and the Healing Process, and uh, Psychotic Search for God. They they can be found in Amazon. Uh, I have other books that uh, are unpublished, uh, and uh, as you reminded me, I will consider publishing them soon.
0: Thank you. Good. I want to give you all the encouragement to do so that I can. Dr. Adrian Finkelstein. Adrian, always a Thank pleasure you. to have you with us. We'll do it again soon.
2: Thank you very much. Welcome. All right.
0: Coming up next
1: is Jupiter
0: rising, and we will be back next Friday. And we're going to have some very, very interesting hours coming up, two Fridays in a row. So stay tuned to AM 1150 anyway, and we'll tell you more as we move forward in 2019. I hope this is the start of a great weekend, everyone. For Suzanne Mitchell, I'm Gary Mance. Bye now. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.